ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, July 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Ball phone lines at 877-420-TALK. This is 877-420-8255. White Ball Heart Seltzer is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're one day closer to the basketball tournament in Charleston. And Bob Boland's going to be calling a lot of the action. He will join us. And, of course, you know Bob from his years of calling action for Marshall and, of course, for that, his coaching years. So we're going to talk to him, get an idea of what he's expecting from the basketball tournament. That is coming up again tomorrow. Going to be at the Charleston Coliseum. High noon. Heard that in action first off the bat. Taking on Team DRC. And I've heard that wins that game. They will play on Monday, 7 p.m. And they'll take on Game 3 winner. And Game 3 will be Team 23 versus Georgia Kings. And so this is setting up for her that to possibly meet up against Best Virginia. And that's a few days away. First things are first. Team DRC, the opponent for Heard That. Bob's going to join us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to him about the TBT. Also, we'll get your phone calls in, as I mentioned. Plus, you can find me on social media, at Paul Swan, on Twitter. And on Facebook, you can join our Facebook page and our group, The Drive with Paul Swan. You can find it on Facebook. It's real easy to join. And then you can keep in touch with what's happening with the show. Baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're back into action after the All-Star break, and it feels like it's the same thing over again. The Pirates taking on the Mets. Wasn't that the series before the All-Star break? It was, so we're back at it again. Pittsburgh pretty successful against the Mets, so hopefully more of that will be happening. As I mentioned, 7 o'clock-ish will be first pitch. We'll have the airtime at 6.40 right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 9.30. Also, men's exhibition basketball action. USA taking on Australia. That's going to be on NBC Sports Network. That's coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. So can Team USA get it going? I know there's a little panic, a little concern. I think they're going to get it fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to get it together. It's going to be fine. Exhibition games are just that. Exhibition's practice. How you look at exhibition is important, but exhibition to me is still practice. This is practice. What Allen Iverson say? Practice. We're talking practice. So... USA taking on Australia. That's coming up tonight. And again, keep in mind, USA has been almost nigh, I mean, near invincible. USA has been dominating for years. So to lose a couple of matches, a couple of games, you kind of start shaking your head. But they're still putting this together. It's going to be fine. So USA basketball in action tonight as well. Looking forward to that. That's sort of like a a preview, a teaser of what basketball is going to feel like when we're watching the TBT tomorrow. So you can get a little USA-Australia action going, watch some of that. Then you get the TBT tomorrow starting at high noon. I don't know how many of you are going to actually make a whole day of it. Going to both sessions because it's set up in two sessions. you got the first session, which will be heard that in Best Virginia, and then you got the second session. I'm surprised that... 
the way this thing is scheduled bracketed that there wasn't two sessions featuring one session with her that and one session with best Virginia. And maybe the organizers are confident that they're going to get a lot of people to stay. I, I would have kept the local teams as best I could maybe spread out. Of course, you got bleed Virginia in the second session. So maybe you'll get a good mix of people who are following bleed Virginia some of these other teams as well. It's going to be interesting. There should be some good crowds here for basketball action at the Charleston Coliseum. What else is going on this weekend? Well, we got the return of baseball, of course. We've got the TBT. Big movie coming out. If you've got HBO Max or if you're heading out to the theaters, you've got an opportunity to see Space Jam, the, the I don't know what I call it, the reboot, the sequel, a reimaging of it. Well, I don't know what to call this thing. Other than we've got a new Space Jam movie, LeBron James, who is trying to be Michael Jordan in so many ways. Now, let's be honest. He's one of the greatest all-time basketball players ever in the NBA, and we can't take that away from him, and we shouldn't take that away from him. He's one of the all-time greats. But he's always pursued Jordan in so many ways. And this is just another example of it. Space Jam, A New Legacy. It's out now. It's on HBO Max. It is also in theaters. I am going to watch this thing this weekend. I want to see what kind of product placement they're going to do in this thing because this is going to be just an... It's going to be like Alphabet Soup with all their IP. I mean, you've seen the trailers. This is going to be IP loaded. Completely full of... Every single property that maybe Warner Brothers can throw into this thing. You saw the trailers. We saw the what the Iron Giant was in this thing. We had uh, White Walkers from Game of Thrones. We, we had everything in this thing. There's going to be some, I think, some references to a lot of cartoons. I don't know how the Looney Tunes are going to fare in this thing. I feel like they're going to take a back seat to LeBron James in this thing. I don't know. We're going to watch it, though, hopefully together uh, over the weekend, separately, but together. We're going to watch it and and kind of come back on Monday, see how it holds up, how it compares to the original Space Jam, which came out so many years ago. Uh, the story on this one, though, is LeBron James has got to go into this computer simulation or this computer world to save his son. He's focused on his son playing basketball, but his son also is very smart and wants to pursue computer programming. And LeBron's maybe a little little focused on the basketball thing, which to me doesn't make sense because LeBron would be happy for any of his kids to do whatever they love. I, I, I do know that. So that's the story. If you can call it a story. So he's got to go into the, the video game world. And, of course, the Looney Tunes are going to save him. He's got to have a team. You, I mean, if, if you're if you're going to face off against computer cartoons, I mean, you might as well get Bugs Bunny and, and Lola Bunny, right? Okay. Uh, we've gone a little too far on Space Jam, but that's the weekend we've had in store for you. The TBT, we got baseball action, we have Space Jam, a new legacy. That's the big one with LeBron James, which I have kept myself, other than kind of the basic information, away from really any information. I haven't read any reviews just yet. Kids, and I'm talking to you parents, actually, 
let me know. Let's get your kids in front of the screen. Let me know how this one pans out. Maybe you can show them the original Space Jam and then show them this one and see how how they they say it it holds up or how it compares. I mean, come on, Bill Murray. You can't top Bill Murray in the original Space Jam. You just can't. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to another fun basketball world, the world of the basketball tournament. Bob Bolin joins us on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Starting tomorrow, basketball action taking place at the Charleston Coliseum as the TBT kicks off with Heard That taking on Team DRC. We heard from John Elmore earlier this week. He's excited. But there's a lot more basketball being played. Just the Heard That and West Virginia games alone will draw a lot of interest. But a lot of good basketball going to be played. And to tell us a little bit more about it, we want to welcome to the program now. You know him from his many years of calling Marshall basketball alongside Mark Martin, sometimes Jake Griffith. Bob Bolin joins us on the program. And, uh, Bob, uh, when I heard you were calling some of the games here today, I was excited because I knew uh, somebody would be on the broadcast well-prepared and could break all the games down. Well, I sure appreciate that, Paul. And, and I have been studying the teams and trying to learn a little bit about each team. So you, you've you got the task of uh, calling a lot of this action. Um, which games are you going to be uh, calling initially? Are you going to be on the Marshall broadcast, obviously, or the Heard That broadcast? Yes, I'm on all the Heard That and Best Virginia games. Okay, so you really have got the uh, the juicy assignments here for for these games. And you know Marshall, you know the history there, you know a lot about West Virginia as well. Uh, as you're doing your homework, what are you seeing from these two camps uh, that really stands out to you compared for at least last year to heard that and maybe the potential of best Virginia? Well, starting with heard that, uh, I believe they're a little deeper this year at the big man position. I mean, they got Ja'Cory Williams, who's a slasher that, that put a show on last year. He was unbelievable. But they've added Ronald Delp, um, seven-footer inside from Florida Atlantic uh, that averaged 11 points and seven rebounds for them <clears throat> a couple years ago. And then the guard play is, you know, great as usual. Uh, when you put John Elmore out there, he's as steady as it gets. And you got Ott that can shoot the three. Rondell Watson, really athletic guard. Uh, Stevie Browning, you know, a lot like Rondell Watson can do a lot of things. Stevie Browning can shoot the three. and uh, I mean, he averaged 16 points a game for Marshall. So, you know, Marshall's got good guard play again, but I think they've upgraded their bigs uh, to an extent. And then uh, Ja'Cory Williams, he was, I mean, he had 30-point games off the bench last year, and, uh, you know, he's a really, really good player. You look at the way this team is put together, up until a a day or so ago, we thought it was going to be Ryan Taylor just sitting this one out going to be on the bench, but after seeing him in scrimmages and his performances, it was decided that he was going to suit up and play. Uh, how much of a boost does that give this team to know that Ryan Taylor is going to be out there on the court? Well, I mean, you know he's a coach, and he's got a really good basketball mind, and you know, he had a great career at Marshall. I, I know he played well uh, last time 
uh, in the TBT. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize that he had played that well in scrimmages, so that would just be a bonus for Marshall. I know last year he came in with a little bit of that coach's weight on him, and then he got tired quickly. But if he can come in with his high skill level and give him some buckets here and there and, and give him a rest, that that would be another boost for her that. Yeah, and something else that I've been really impressed with, we, we talk about John Elmore and just how great his career has been. You know, both professionally and his time at Marshall, but he alluded to that he's probably in the best shape he's ever been in. Actually, he joked, but he was he was half serious that hey, he might be now an athlete, and I think that's really been something to watch in his game. You know, a lot of people maybe still think that he could have made the NBA, or he's still maybe worth a look to the NBA. Uh, what's your take on that as you look at some of these guys, including John? Well, I've always thought that his skill level was so high that his athletic ability was overlooked. And and I really think, you know, that happens, you know, to a, to a lot of guys like John. I mean, he shot it so well, but, I mean, how did he get the shots off? Because he had a quick release and he's athletic. I mean, how did he get by people off the bounce? And yes, he has a great handle. I mean, but I, I could probably stand still and have a great handle. But he had some quick feet and, and some good fakes to get around people. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I always think his athletic ability has has always been overlooked. And uh, you know, just it just takes one one of those thirty two teams to to give him the opportunity because I mean, obviously every time somebody's given the kid a chance at whatever level, he succeeds. So I would love to see John Elmo get a chance. Uh, you know, when he played with Boston in that summer league, I thought he played pretty well. I watched every game. And uh, and I'm a John Elmore guy. I believe in him. And, you know, a tournament like this, you know, that's just another opportunity. I mean, this is pro basketball. Guy. Well, what's coming to Charleston? You know, West Virginia doesn't have any pro teams. This is big-time basketball. Now, granted, some of the guys may not be in tip-top shape, but when you're playing a winner-take-all for a million, and I think people are going to get ready, and I know heard that had them a two- or three-week-long mini-camp to get ready. So uh, back to John Elmore. I'm a John Elmore fan, and I would love to see a tournament like this for him to make some noise and create some interest and get the opportunity to someday play in the NBA. Joining us on the program, Bob Bowen's with us. He's going to be calling a lot of the action for the TBT now. Heard that's taking on Team DRC. As we learn about some of these teams, trying to kind of figure out what's great about them, what's to know, what's your scout on this matchup between Heard that and Team DRC? You know, Team DRC doesn't have the huge names, but they are 4-2 and two, uh, in the TVT career. And you know, they have Glenn Rice Jr., uh, who played at Georgia Tech. He also played in the G League, you know, who's a 6'5 wing that can shoot the three-point at close to 40%. He can also put it on the ground and get to the basket. Uh, they have Jeremy Hollowell, a 6'8 power forward, that's also very skilled. Uh, you know, they, they they have Tyshawn Taylor that a lot of people in West Virginia will know because he played at Kansas. And he's had a lot of success with three different teams. Uh, in the TBT, and his senior year at Kansas, he averaged uh, 16 a game and shot 37% from three. So, 
you know, they got a few big names, but, uh, you know, they, they've been successful. I mean, they won the Richmond regional title uh, in 2019. You know, so there are no easy matchups. I was watching one of the games today out of Wichita, and uh, 75-69, I'm sorry, 65-59 to going into the Elam ending. And so the target score was 74. And what an exciting role and it's just a fun role to watch basketball being played with. Bob Bowen's our guest. Just before we talk about Best Virginia and their opponent, would you like to see college basketball eventually get to the Elam ending? Can that happen the way basketball is structured in the college ranks? I don't want anybody to throw anything at me in the Civic Center. I would love it. I mean, I think it's great, but it'll never happen. And it won't happen happen during my lifetime. Too many basketball traditionalists. I mean, what it does, it stops all the fouling, the last minute 30 of the game to stop the clock because there's no clock. Now, there's still times you have to use strategy to foul. I mean, let's say the target score was 76 and your team is up 74-73, and the team losing has the ball. Well, you don't want them to shoot a three. The game's over if they make it. But you may decide to foul there, so you got another offensive possession. You know, so the strategy is still there, but the drawing out the game, you know, when you're up by 10 and you score layup and you go to full-court press and you foul on the first trap and there's 57 seconds and the thing goes the last minute goes for an hour. And, you know, a lot of people that grew up on the playground playing like me, when you try to go to 16 and your team had 15, you want to be the one to hit that last bucket. And, uh, you know, for people familiar with Travis Niner for Marquette last year, uh, he was either tied or down one, and he shot a three from the corner and turned around and looked at the opposing team and said, that's a million, and he hit the bottom of the net. He was about 37, 38 years old, and, you know, what an ending. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. I don't think it will ever happen in the college ranks, but I, I enjoy it, and it's one of the reasons I enjoy this tournament so much. Well, I don't think anyone's going to throw anything at you. Bob Bowen's my guest. The <laughs> TVT is coming up starting tomorrow at the Charleston Coliseum, and Best Virginia last year didn't get the opportunity to play because of the quarantine restrictions. So they have been chomping at the bit for a year to even get back to this point. And now getting to play in Charleston, you know, I think if any team is more excited than Best Virginia, I don't know the team because for them, I mean, this is doubly important for them to perform well in Charleston and trying to get rid of that taste of last year not being able to perform. Oh, that's true. And, you know, Best Virginia is one and one in the career now. I don't know if a lot of the listeners understand, but it's really like two 18 tournaments. So West Virginia, Best Virginia seeded two and heard that seeded three. If they play in that final eight or the game to go the final eight, the two winners of these brackets do not play each other or they do not play each other in Charleston. So it's really like two 18 tournaments. So Best Virginia is a high seed in their half of the bracket, and Marshall's the next high. So, you know, I'm sure they have their goals set on uh, 
you know, it would be great for the state of West Virginia to see them and Marshall play, and but that's a long ways off. People got to realize how good all these other teams are. Uh, but I mean, West Virginia and athletic ability will be up there with any country. A little, little worried about their three point shooting. Uh, I've been studying all day, and I got a text and. Uh, you may know more of this than me, but I, I heard Jason Page is out for Best Virginia. Is that accurate? I have not heard that yet, so I, I'll have, okay. I'm going to have to double-check that myself. Well, I heard Jason Page is out. I didn't hear why. And, you, know, you take him off there. I know Alex Ruoff's a good three-point shooter, and Juwan Staten is a really good penetrator, but that makes Chase Harlow pretty valuable because they got to have people that can make the threes. I mean – Avon Myers is athletic. Tariq Phillips is athletic. Uh, Sag Sanate. But you know the way basketball is played now. You've got to be able to knock down that three now. You know, then West Virginia has 6'7", John Plower, 6'7", Jonathan Holton, 6'9", Nick Adrian, and 6'8", Kevin Jones can shoot the three. But, you know, West, West Virginia is going to be extremely athletic, extremely long, extremely hard to score on. But on the offensive end, they really need to spread the court and some three-pointers you know, so teams can't pack it in on And the team they're playing, Loco Showtime, <clears throat> doesn't have a great record. They're one in six all the time in the TBT. But, and people that are familiar with basketball, they have one of the greatest shooters for the league. Uh, Fletch McGee made 509 three-pointers in the NCAA tournament. I mean, in, the, in, in his NCAA career, he's all-time leading three-pointer. And the team woke up Showtime has seven 1,000-point scores in college, and two of them eclipsed the 2,000 mark. So they are a tremendous three-point shooting team. Now, granted, I mean. The Southern Conference is obviously a step below the Big 12, and I coached in the Southern Conference against a lot of the guys on this team. And but they can really, really shoot the ball, no execute on the offensive end. You know, it just remains to be seen if WVU's athleticism is so good that they really have trouble getting shots off. So that's how WVU will want to dominate the game. The local Showtime will want to get open threes and transition. Uh, they'll want to get some open threes off of double picks and sets and things like that. And, you know, WU will switch a lot of those picks. They have a lot of like defenders. And I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, really, two opposite styles. And I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Joining us on the program, Bob Bolin. He'll have uh, a lot of the action from the TBT starting tomorrow, high noon. Heard that taking on Team DRC. Best Virginia taking on Woco Showtime. As you look at the rest of the tournament, we know that Sideline Cancer is going to be one of the top teams to beat in this tournament, in this field. When you look at some of the other teams, do you have a team maybe you're looking at that can maybe make some noise, go far in this tournament, both sides of the bracket? You know, Carmen's crew, the Ohio State bunch, they are really talented. Uh, I think you said sideline cancer. Uh, uh, was it Oberlin Drive? I'm just going off the top of my head on some of these teams. You know, Bayheim's Army is always hard to play against with 
no time to prepare, and they'll play that extended two-three zone, and you know that's just hard to beat. Uh, now, look through a lot of the rosters from the sixteen teams in the West Virginia region, and you know teams seated low, and they you know, could be because I know a lot of the players, uh, the bucket leaders. It's a group from ETSU uh, that has some extremely athletic players. I'm not saying go for it in the million dollars. I was just talking about maybe a dark horse to watch uh, in our region. But, uh, you know, it's so hard with the roster changes and, you know, not knowing how many, how many, how much these teams have practiced together. And, you, know, you, you think that's a big deal. And, and I would think that, you know, there's been teams like overseas elite that the guys were getting off the plane coming in the gym changing clothes as they were running down the hallway. You know, to come out there and play. And most of these guys are professionals, so they know how to run the pick and roll. They know how to spread the floor. They know how to play driving kick basketball. And, you know, that's kind of where the game is today. And so these guys that are professionals that know how to play that style really don't need as much practice time. And, and so it's, uh, I don't know what we call it, uh, the it's just fun to watch. And I'm, you know, really excited to be part of it and excited that it's coming to West our guest, Bob Bolin, of course, when Marshall basketball season begins again, we hope to see more of you, Bob. But we, we get the next best thing coming up with the basketball tournament coming up starting tomorrow, kicking off with Heard That and Team DRC, then Best Virginia and Wilco Showtime. Um, it's nice to have you back. I, I know we're a few months off from uh, from college basketball, but this feels nice to get you back uh, at least in the swing of things before we get back to college basketball. Well, Paul, I sure appreciate it. I've been studying things from the players and the team. Is there any buzz out there or how ticket sales have been going? Have you heard anything like that down there? Uh, say that again. You broke up just a little bit on your cell phone. I'm sorry. Uh, have, have you heard anything about the buzz and how ticket sales are going in the Charleston area? Oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be good. I'm not sure if it's a sellout. I haven't heard that, but there's going to be a really good crowd, especially in those sessions with heard that in Best Virginia, because uh, the way Mountaineer fans love these guys, the way herd fans always show up and represent. So I think Charleston's expecting a really great atmosphere for at least these first sessions with heard that in Best Virginia. Well, that would be awesome. You know, when Ohio State last year, and they didn't in their arena, but they fell out in the arena with 3,000, and people thought that was great, and, you know, college recruiting, I've been to state tournaments all over the country, and, you know, they're not attended like West Virginia, or maybe I should say like they used to be in West Virginia. You know, West Virginia, people come out for the state tournament, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see you know, I just wonder if it was if it was best Virginia and her that Wednesday at seven. I'll be excited to see how many people pop in that. Just hopefully, uh, it's a great number throughout the week where the TBT would want to bring uh, this back to our area. I just think it's great for our state. And I'm sure you, as being such a sports fan that you are, Paul, I'm sure you're real excited about it also. 
Yeah, it's um, it's nice to have something to talk about in the summer, and it's great that we've got two teams from the state that maybe could showcase what Marshall basketball and West Virginia basketball is going to be about. Because really, this is what this game would be if both teams play. It's going to be Dan D'Antoni's uh, Antoni style of basketball versus possibly Bob Huggins' style of basketball. And it's going to be fast. It's going to be NBA-like. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited. Yeah, you think those two could fight at half court before they started? It'd be great, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know if they would fight. <laughs> um, I don't know if they would fight. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe maybe oh, a, a game of horse, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think they like each other. I just, yeah, a game of horse. Make them, make them play 20 minutes before the game started. That would, that would be tremendous. I like it. Uh, I like it. Bob, <laughs> I like have, your idea better, Bob. Yeah, yeah po- point it out to them. Just like, look, game of horse. You guys get on get on the court. And um, you, the winner gets to host the other team in, in basketball. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something good to put on the line. I, I like your thinking there. <laughs> Bob Bowen, my guest. Bob, have fun this weekend. I know it's going to be fun. We're going to be uh, keeping an eye on all the action, of course, and uh, have fun being a part of it because this is really uh, an exciting time, uh, especially with this tournament here in West Virginia. All right, Paul. Thank you for having me. Bob Bowen, my guest. TBT coming up tomorrow. High noon. Heard that taking on Team DRC. Marshall University is partnering with a a new organization to help with name, image, and likeness. We're going to talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. We appreciate their sponsorship of The Drive. Marshall University, speaking of sponsorships, partnering with a new organization, or at least one I'm not familiar with, Athliance. Now, the partnership is to assist Thundering Herd student-athletes with name, image, and likeness, which are, of course, a lot of the latest things happening in college athletics. So these are going to be NIL opportunities, and this came from the department earlier today. Jeff O'Malley, the interim director of athletics, already announcing a three-year department-wide partnership with another group, another organization called Influencer in a move to empower student-athletes and help grow their personal brands, the release reads. Uh, He is quoted as saying, this is another exciting partnership for Marshall Athletics and our student-athletes. He also added in the release, Athliance will help educate our student-athletes about name, image, and likeness opportunities and assist our staff in the monitoring and reporting of those opportunities. Now, here is the bullet point on Athliance. Again, I'm not that familiar with them, but pretty soon I'm going to be really familiar with all of these companies. Athliance founded with the objective, according to the release, to largely mitigate the expected strain that NIL disclosure management is going to place on university compliance departments nationwide. Athliance provides a comprehensive solution 
that will not only assist with educating student athletes about the new processes and pitfalls, but also simplify and automate the input, approval, monitoring, and reporting process for all NIL opportunities. Now, the release reads that Athliance has designed a proprietary disclosure management software. I know that's that's the exciting part of this show, right? We're talking about management software now. But the release reads that this software will empower compliance departments with the tools and resources needed to automate the communication and workflow of every single opportunity presented to student athletes start to finish. Athliance's NIL software solution is engineered with an intuitive user interface. Again, I know this is the exciting part of the show. You tuned in to find out about this software. It has an intuitive user interface. It has university-specific customizations and the ability to adapt and scale with new rules and regulations while also automating the most time and resource-intensive challenges brought on by NIL. Yes, I know you tuned in for software today. Maybe I should do a tech podcast next. I, I don't know. So this is what um, this is what Athliance said in the release. Uh, this quote is attributed to Athliance Chief Executive Officer Peter. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm just going to be upfront with you right now. Uh, this is Peter uh, Schoenthal. I believe that is Peter Schoenthal. My apologies to Peter if it is not Schoenthal. Quote, Athliance is beyond excited to partner with Marshall University in order to help assist their student athletes and compliance officers as we embark on name, image, and likeness together. He added, we are solely focused on educating and protecting both student athletes and universities alike from the pitfalls that are sure to come. Nobody truly knows what to expect. What one thing is certain, NIL is here to stay. And he's right about that. NIL is here to stay. How much will the universities get involved? Will the universities now try to be in a position where not necessarily fronting the deals, but making sure that there is middleman is this what it is? Is this is you're hiring a middleman? You're hiring someone to help protect the student athletes, trying to make sure that all the deals are compliant. So that's where we're at right now. Again, the wild wild west is what we're at right now. We are here at the wild wild west, trying to figure this out. And so you've got influencer, which will help with personal brands. And now you have Athliance, Marshall University is partnering with Athliance, which will help student athletes with name, image, and likeness opportunities. And this is going to have to, of course, be seriously looked at over the next few years to see what works, what doesn't work, how to do this, how to stay compliant, and at the same time, how to stay competitive because now this is part of the recruiting of student-athletes. Maybe not so much other sports. I don't know. Could Ari Agnes be working her way through all this stuff right now, making sure that 
she knows what kind of NIL opportunities that are out there for her team, or at least that's on her her mind. Same thing with Chris Grassy. I mean, is that going to be a big thing? Or is it going to be more a football, basketball, and maybe certain other student-athletes? Other, yeah, Because, again, I think these kids are going to be really – I think they're going to be in tune with a lot of this. They're going to be well-prepared because they're already, in a sense, social media influencers, so many of them, and they're working social media, and they know that they have some popularity, some fame, they have – some celebrity based on their name, their image, and likeness because of of who they are, what they do, where they do it. So I think this is going to definitely be a recruiting battleground. But at the same time, I think if you're seeing universities like Marshall come up front and just say, look, here, these are the tools we're going to give you. We're going to make sure that you can take advantage of these opportunities. I mean, we don't have cash in hand here with 15 different guys ready to make deals with you, but we're giving you the opportunity to take advantage of this. Again, this is going to open up some new doors. I don't know how much it's going to help the majority of these student-athletes, how much of this is going to maybe hurt the university from a standpoint of, well, I don't have to deal with the university directly. If I want to be name-associated with Marshall University Athletics, Maybe I associate with a few of the players. I want to get some of that association for my brand. And so how do I do that? Well, I start making deals with student-athletes that have name recognition, name value. And so I can get a little bit of that sort of a halo effect here. I don't have to maybe definitely go through the university. I don't have to go directly through them. I, I can do some things here on my own with the with these student athletes. And now you're seeing a lot of these deals come to fruition and you're seeing a lot of people and what they're offering sort of like agents, like NIL agents. You know, you're not you're not signing a sports agent to represent you at the professional level, but at the same time, you're sort of signing an agent to help you with the deals or you're working through agency or You've got agencies, and you know, you're going to have pretty soon maybe ad agencies. You're going to have people with proposals. You're going to have all of that for each and every university. The scale will be different depending on the university and the organization wanting to take advantage of this. But at the same time, Marshall at least is, I think, being forward front on this because this is a recruiting tool. Look, here, we're... We're all in. We're all in on name, image, and likeness, and we're going to help you. We're going to educate you, and we're going to give you the tools you need to succeed in doing this. And I think you're going to see already uh, more and more. I mean, the world has not imploded. College athletics did not get swallowed up and sucked into the pit of money. It's not, it's not over. Yeah, the, the game is not over. It's just changed a little bit. We're wrapping it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, the weekend's here. We've got the TBT this weekend. we got baseball action back. Starting with the Pirates tonight taking on the Mets. We go on the air 640 here on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. NBA Finals Game 5, that's coming up this weekend on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We got a lot coming up. So back here on Monday. So on Monday, when we're back here, hopefully we're looking ahead to a 7 o'clock game featuring Heard That and the winner of either Team 23 or Georgia Kings. So that would be where we are at on Monday if Heard That wins on Saturday. And with that said, if Heard That wins on Monday, we're going to try to get John Elmore back for Tuesday because Tuesday, that means he's free, got a day to get ready. Wednesday will feature the winner of that game and probably if all goes well it's going to be heard that in best Virginia and I think that'll be fun see where these two teams go and of course I think heard that in best Virginia will have a a great run in this tournament you hate to see one gets knocked out but winner take all one million dollars everybody benefits from it except the loser that's going to do it for this edition thanks for tuning in I'll be back on Monday We'll do it all over again. I can't wait. Get back here on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well.